So Money Episode 148, Ross Matthews. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money. I am your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Thanks for joining me again, or maybe it's the first time. Welcome. I'm tremendously excited about today's guest. He is hands down one of my favorite TV personalities. His name is Ross Matthews. You've probably heard of him if you watch any television or you listen to podcasts because he also has a podcast. Ross first got his TV debut as a correspondent for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And from there, he navigated the world of entertainment. And what's interesting is that how he got his start on The Tonight Show, he was just an intern, okay? Yeah, things can happen when you're just an intern. It's not just about getting coffee and making photocopies. Um, Big things can happen to your life. And today, Ross can be found as a top contributor on E! News and E! Network's Live Red Carpet Awards show all year round. Now, in addition to also serving as a judge on the hit logo series RuPaul's Drag Race, Ross keeps himself very busy with a weekly top-rated Podcast One show called Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. He's also the author of the great book, Man Up! Tales of My Delusional Self-Confidence. Several takeaways from our interview, how that internship back, I don't know, was it like 15 years ago, parlayed into a smashing career in showbiz? What happened? Like, how do we do this? I mean, we're not, we're not a lot of us aren't interns anymore, but if you are an intern this summer, um, how does this happen? The childhood memories about money that have turned him into a serious saver. And actually, Ross doesn't like talking about money. So this was kind of a... An interesting show to be on for him. He didn't really know what he was getting himself into. And so um, you might be able to tell. He, his favorite dollar store finds. Ross is pretty savvy when it comes to spending. And unlike his red carpet compadres, you know, he isn't one to um, you know, really throw around and, and, and talk up, up all of his, you know, designer duds. He's actually pretty, pretty um, reasonable and frugal when it comes to clothing. And it's not something that you normally see on the red carpet. So loved talking to Ross. Hilarious, to say the least. Here is the funny, the great Ross Matthews. Ross Matthews, welcome to So Money. Kind of a dream come true for me. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I feel as though, you know, when you watch someone on TV really um, – watch their star rise as I have with you. I almost feel like I'm so proud. Like I'm in the front row, like cheering you on. And and I, I remember Ross, the intern on Jay Leno and my mom and I actually, we would like pee our pants watching you. It was like the best part of the show. <laughs> it made staying up that late worth it. Were you, were you really the intern? Like, this is what I've always wanted to ask you. Like, were you really just the intern who was really more a, a – a master comedian disguised as an intern or was it like, no, listen, no, I was just, I, I just was this kid working for free behind the scenes. I've always wanted to be on television. Are you serious? So when they gave me, yeah. So they, when they, they gave me my shot, I was like, I mean, they just thought I was funny. So they put me on. I was like, Oh honey, I got this. 
And, uh, <laughs> and you and, did. You know, when you talk about rooting for me, I totally get that. I mean, I feel that every single day. When, just when I walk the streets, I think, I think because it was so authentic and, and real and people were watching something happen, they've been rooting for me since day one. And I, I it's like I'm, can't even tell you how much it that means. Oh, well, Aww. yeah. I mean, so that was your breakthrough. And yeah. then, though, I feel like the work was cut out for you. Like, it's not like you, you would, people think like you're on the Jay Leno show and then like history is made. Like the rest of your, your, your celebrityhood oh. is, is laid out for you on a silver platter, but you really had to work hard to achieve where you are today. So much accomplished. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people see you as like a gimmick when you start like that, you mm-hmm. know, because it kind of is, you know, but it never occurred to me that it was a gimmick. It was always just like, for me, it was always like, oh, this is how I'll begin. But, um, you know, that, that took a lot of time time and energy to prove to people but luckily now here I am 14 years later and uh, I feel like I feel like I've done it I'm good to go we're good to go now yeah you're good to go do you feel like you've had your watershed moment or is there just so much more to come oh my god I'm I mean as much as I you know I've been doing it for 14 years I'm so grateful I built a little life and you know because no one was no one was looking to hire anyone like me. It's not like there was a position open. You know, you sort of have to create that yourself. But um, I feel like as much as I've done in 14 years, like I'm just getting started, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I'm 35, so I agree with you. Like, I hope there's more. <laughs> yeah, I'm 35 too. Yeah. We get it. You get, get it. it. Yeah. Just getting started. And, you know, but you're right. Like, you've created, like, this little life. I follow you on Instagram. And speaking of your little you life. Do. I do, of course. Hello, Ross. Um, It's just such a, a – I feel like you have a really well-balanced life where you're obviously working really hard. You're on E. You're on RuPaul's Drag Race. You're doing your own podcast, best-selling book. You're on the podcast with me. You're a busy guy. Um, but you're also in a healthy, loving relationship. You have a great home. Um, you're surrounded by family and friends. I find that that is not nor like that's not always the case in Hollywood, right? I mean, you know better than I do. I mean, well, listen, yeah, I remember when I first started, and like you get invited to all these things. And when in the beginning you're like, oh, let's go, you know. So I would go to things, and then like I remember, like it was probably like the sixth or seventh party I went to. I was like, this is just like the first party. Like I, I just been <laughs> kind of over it. And I come from a small town of like hardworking people. And so I just have sort of always had that mentality. So, you know, being in a relationship is very important to me. Building a home, very important to me. Saving my money, very important to me. And that, that's just what I decided to focus on. And so to get me to go to anything now, it's got to be for like a charity I love or mm-hmm. something to get me to put on that suit is, is you know, it's, <laughs> it takes a village. Yes. Well, you said money. So we're going to transition now to... The So Money Show, which is really about unearthing the financial perspectives that we all have, but we don't really talk about them. Do you often find yourself talking about money? Is it one of your favorite subjects secretly? No, not at all. In fact, I, I, I'm, money makes me very uncomfortable so much so that like, I mean, I just save it. And then I um, have like business managers who like take care of things. You know, my family growing up, my parents, you know, the number one thing, and I don't think this is rare, they fought about money. Mm. And they thought about it in front of me. So it just always made me uncomfortable. And so as soon as I could afford to, like, have someone sort of take care of it, pay the bills, invest it, take, you know, just do the smart thing. Of course, I keep my eye on what they're doing. But um, I, I did that. So that being said, you know, I did save and save and save. And, and I have, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have a house in L.A. and we have a house out here in Palm Springs. I'm actually in Palm Springs standing on the sidewalk. I just got a haircut. Salvador's getting his haircut right now, my partner. <laughs> and uh, But that's because, you know, in the early days of Leno, I'll never forget my friend who worked on the show, is the talent executive, Scott Atwell, took me aside and said, 
listen, I've seen people come and go, save every penny. That's what he told me then. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I did. And um, I think him like every time I see him for saying that. No, I mean, interesting that you grew up in, with this with this environment of where money was always a pain point, people argued about it. Um, all it takes sometimes is that one person to, to knock some sense into you when, you when you're at a pivotal age, like in your early 20s, to say, look, do this and you'll thank me later. Yeah, because I don't know. I didn't know, you know, I wouldn't have known what to do with it. And not like back then I was making a ton of money, but, you know, like I had $5,000 in the bank back in 2001 when I first started in Lena. I mean, that was the most money I'd, I couldn't even imagine that I had $5,000 that was mine, you know? And so when he told me like, save it, it was like, Oh, I guess I will, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I will. And, and then that, you know, built and built and built. And, uh, it was, it was, I, I feel like kids who, um, who get a little money in the, in the, in the bank should hear something like that right away. It really certainly saved me. Yes. Well, if you had a financial philosophy, Ross, like a money mantra, a saying, mm-hmm. what would you say? What's like a money mantra that you kind of live by, whether you're, you, whether you realize it before this show or not, but now you're going to say one. Well, my, my, my money mantra to me has always been like, save, you know, 364 days a year and then like buy yourself something very nice. You know, like I said, I saved forever and bought a house, you know, which is like <laughs> extravagant. But the reason I did that is because like, I don't, we don't really travel for vacations. We don't really uh, go to fancy dinners. We don't do all that stuff. So um, it's not about save your money and, and die with as much as you can in the bank, but it's like be smart about it and buy the stuff that really is important to you. You walk the walk. I mean, I, I follow you on Instagram, so I see those meals that you make, you and Salvador. Um, oh, you know, I cook every day. Your barbecues, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Salvador is the master at the 99 cent store. He so that's good. You, that helps, right? You have a partner that, that is your like financial kindred spirit. A little bit. I mean, he also buys Christian Louboutin shoes, which I would well, never do. Well, yeah, he's do. in style, right? Yes. Uh-huh. But he, uh, we, we get like, I remember when he, we first got together, I was like, oh, you know, I'm out of uh, hand soap. Let's go to Target. And he's like, you're crazy. You get it for 99 cents. <laughs> so we like, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I, I went to the 99 cents. I was like, oh my God, you get tinfoil here? So yeah. we just always go to kind of like a weekend fun thing for us. Oh my God. The doll, especially in LA, you guys have a dollar store where I, like rumor has it, that's where like Richard Gere shops, like people go to the dollar store, like it's Saks Fifth Avenue. Not really, but I no, mean, it's got good, got some good stuff. Yeah. No shame. No, no shame. Shame, honey. You talked about your parents arguing about money growing up. I ask all of my guests this because I think it does give us a lot of perspective on why we are, wh- the way we are with money. What's your earliest memory of money? Um, that you think shaped the way that you are today with, with how you act with money? I remember um, I got a card from a grandpa for, I don't know if it was Christmas or birthday or what, and it had $5 in it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then somehow it got thrown away, and the money was in it. I remember going through the garbage can outside, searching, 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 and being so upset that I was irresponsible enough to lose track of that, that $5. I was so mad at myself. And then I think that was a, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the beginning of, um, of of never wanting to lose it, you know, lose it for no reason. Have you ever found money? And that was like the opposite feeling. <laughs> yeah, when I was working, I started working really young. So I started, I was, I was picking spinach at twelve, and I worked at a at a, a bulb factory on a conveyor belt at, at thirteen, and then at like fifteen, I got a job with the state on the side of the freeway picking up garbage. You know, I wore like orange vests and it was all summer long. And I, I remember I found, it was like $60 or something like that. 
throughout the summer. And I was like, there we go. Let's have a party. Well, it's your your work background, you wouldn't think would lead you to Hollywood. You know, how did it end up that you were with Jay Leno as an intern? Like, did you just go and apply to HR and they gave you the they gave you the job? I ran into well, I was in college. The reason I had those jobs growing up was because I grew up in a very agricultural farm town. And so as soon as I graduated, I got in my like used Ford Tempo and drove to Hollywood and went to college down there right outside of Hollywood. And then it was the, the interview was just sort of like I ran into a girl who I sort of knew who I like, I asked what she did that summer. She said she worked at Leno. I asked for the number and I just sort of cold called said, hi, I'm Ross. I'd like to come in for an interview. And I, they said, okay, come in. And I came in. I mean, it was very much like, um, it was a self-starting sort of thing. You know, it was, I was just being very aggressive and it worked out for me. What would you say is your biggest financial failure, Ross? Now that you have done very well um, along the way, you you do it, you live by this saving uh, mantra, but along the way, did you ever like really screw up big time? I mean, not really, not really big time. Um, Biggest now, I mean. Or a regret? A regret. I mean, there were probably a couple cars I regretted that I didn't like once I bought them or a bad haircut, but like, no, nothing big. Rumor has it, I read Variety before I interview, and there was an article about how you did very well in real estate selling a property. I don't know if it's true, so I'm going to try to get the record straight here about uh, you know selling property. Um, you made a nice profit. So if that's true, would you say that's like your so money moment, a moment where you really achieve financial greatness? Or maybe it was something, a different situation where you were negotiating a deal and you did really well for yourself. Um, there have been a bunch of, not a bunch, but a few of those, you know, negotiating deals, of course, but people smarter than me do that. But yeah, there was a, there have been a couple properties we've done really well with in, um, in Los Angeles. Uh, we bought a few years ago in, this, in a neighborhood that was up and coming. We did really well. And then our first house in Palm Springs, we bought at the real, really the bottom of the market, did, did some work to it and then sold it for about, you know, double what we paid for it, but then we put everything into the new house. So, you know, it, we, it, it has been, it has been, it worked out for us. Anyway, it's weird talking about money, isn't it? But it worked out for us. I did well. Yeah. And so how do you guys budget? I mean, when you got, when you and Salvador are, are, how do you review your finances together? Do you talk about money together a lot? No. And that comes from, I mean, I, and I know this is like a boring answer, but like having, putting people who are much smarter than me in charge of my money, they sort of take care of everything. And if I, if I make a big spend, if I make a big purchase, I call them and say, can I do this? And, and they say yes or no. But I mean, that really comes from when I talk about my parents arguing for money, like it made me so uncomfortable in adulthood that like, you know, at 25 when I'm on TV and now I have a little money in the bank, bills have come in and I, I would just be like, Ugh, I don't even want to like think about it. So, you know, <laughs> the electric bill would be two months late because I was just like, I don't, uh. I don't even want to, I don't even want to, I couldn't even do it like a grown up should, you know? And so then I thought, okay, one, let's address that therapy. And two, let's put people <laughs> in place that are much, much smarter than you and, and much more capable of that. So, so anyway, I'm like really fortunate. I know that sounds crazy. No, no, I, no. I, I no. saying it, but like, you, I, you know, I don't even pay bills. I just sort of see a statement at the end of everything that's been paid for and, and all that. Do you ever worry that, think- you're, that your money's in the right hands? I mean, sometimes we find that we, you know, we're so, we're so anti dealing with money. We're just, we're happy to give to anyone. The first person who's going to like come along and say, well, I'll help you. How did you find the right team? No. 
Uh, well, my, you know, I'm with like the best agents in the world, and um, the I interviewed a bunch of money managers, and these money managers handle the biggest celebrities in the world, and I don't. It's not like I'm investing in stocks and crazy, you know, schemes and things. They just sort of maintain my money, do my taxes, pay my bills, uh, make sure it's in the right place, make sure I'm putting enough in retirement, all that stuff. But I mean, I'm not an aggressive. Uh, um, risky investor or anything like that. So no, these, and I get a statement every week, exactly what I have. So, uh, and I'm very lucky that these people, this high powered, are sort of handling everything for me. We like to talk about habits on this show. Do you have any really yeah. good habits that help you, um, with your, with your financial life? In addition to obviously giving your money to the right people to help you manage it. Um, I have, I mean, the good stuff is like, I mean, like, like I said, the 99, um, up until recently, I went to like, like a supercut Fantastic Sam, um, you know, you like, did, I just, Ross like, Matthews went to Fantastic Sam. Oh, for sure. And a supercut, yeah, whatever was around. Eventually my friends and family intervened and said, okay, honey, come on. You got it. Yeah. So we, we <laughs> fell not that much fancier, but a little fancier now. Um, and so I, yeah, I mean, I always think like if it was good enough for my dad and my mom, it's fine for me, you know, uh, trust me, I would still be there if people weren't dragging me away. Hmm. Do you ever feel like, um, like what would you say is your relationship with money? Like I'm hearing this from, I'm hearing you talk about money. It's almost like you you want to have this like love-hate relationship with it. Well, I think um, my, I think I'm smart enough to know that I'm not smart enough, but then I also um, trust myself when I see a good investment, you know, and that's really helped me with a few properties. We've done, mm-hmm. like I said, been done very well. Um, and I also just like, I, I am not afraid to, you know, if I think I, I want something and I deserve it and I worked hard for it, but I also know that you can't do that every day. You know, sure. You, we all deserve the best, but let's be realistic. Um, I, the relationship is like, I don't know, it's so weird. I, ne- I literally never talk about money, which is probably, I wouldn't think is rare when you get people on this show. It's kind of uncomfortable. You know, it don't, a lot of people think it's like, uh, it's I'm taboo. It's it's improper. It. It's taboo. It's not polite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but I, but I also think like what's wrong with talking about it, you know? Yeah. So, um, what's it like uh, in your, what's, what's the culture? Like I'm so fascinated by, cause you're also on a network, right? That really flashes it in terms of like all the shows. It's all about like, you know, the Kardashians and the red carpet. It's like, well, who, what are you wearing? It's all about material stuff. And yeah. How does that affect you, if, if, it, if at all? Like, how do you kind of cut well, I'll tell that? you. I don't know how it affects me, but I'll tell you how I approach it. Mm-hmm. You know, every time they ask me what I'm wearing, you'll notice if you if you watch, it's always like I'm wearing a suit from a brand from Macy's and the tie is something fancy. <laughs> or one year I wore an H&M suit and, you know, a Tom Ford tie. So I'm trying to, like, mix and match it so people at home, so it's, like, approachable. Because I get what the network is. It's aspirational. But I'm also like other people, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm always trying to mix it high and low and keep it real on the carpet. And that's, you know, well, one year at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, I flashed my socks, which are really cute. And I said I got them for $1.99 at H&M, which was true. And so I, and I do that on purpose. So people don't feel like it's out of reach. Right. Does that make sense? No, I love that. That's uh, it's not only smart, but it's really real and really raw. And I think people really do appreciate it for sure. I'm sure you get great comments as a result. Yes, it, social media really sort of lights up when that happens. And but it's 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 for two reasons. One, I mean, that's truly who I am. And two, I just don't want to alienate any viewers. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand aspirational television. People want to watch 
the Kardashians because they're bazillionaires and they have huge houses. But I don't know. I'm just not comfortable with that because that's, that's not who I am. Right. Okay, we're going to do some so money fill in the blanks. This is like a really quick stream of consciousness part of the show. You finish the sentence. I start it, you finish it. Got it? Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, if I won the lottery tomorrow, if I won like, let's say $100 million, the first thing I would do is? The first thing I would do is buy an island, move there, um, quit working, and just start my own internet channel. Where well, I would host, like, but it would just be show. you on this island. How would you start an internet channel? <laughs> well, I would build a whole thing. You know, okay, what I, mean? right, I would right. build like I would build this whole channel so I could continue to create and connect with people. But no one would be my boss. There would be no commercials. It would just be whatever I thought was interesting, whatever I thought was fabulous, whatever whoever I thought was interesting. And then I would just build and have my family there and everyone I Aww. loved there. That's exactly what I would do. By the way, I would, who, I, yeah, I, I just like. I, I would never stop working and creating, but I would love to just like do it on your own terms. Away, do it on my own terms, yeah. And without the pressure of, do I have the money? What can I do bigger? What can I do better? Just to sort of put a cap on that and just do it because I love it. Who is a better boss, Jay Leno or Chelsea Handler? Who's what? A better boss. Uh, oh, I mean, they're both phenomenal humans to give me the platform that they did, but they could not be more different. Um, but I, I, how dare you? I would never. I would never. <laughs> it's like choosing a favorite parent or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, fair enough. Okay. Let's talk. Okay. This is the next uh, sentence you're going to finish. The one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is? Um, an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it's the things I don't like to do. Like when the stair breaks. Or some, you know, going on the deck or something. They organize. He organizes getting all the things fixed, uh, and it's super bougie. And I get it, but like, it just really <laughs> makes makes life better. So this assistant does um, personal and professional tasks. Uh, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Handles mm-hmm. my, my calendar, and I'll, I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but yeah, it just is, makes life a lot easier. Of course. Yeah. We talk about outsourcing a lot on this show. It's a big part of being living a happy life. Frankly. Yeah, you know, just the stuff that you don't want to have to handle, they handle. My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot of money on is? Uh, it's not even that much, but I think dinner's out. I really love having friends around Wait, what was that? Your uh, your audio's cutting out a little bit. Oh, I said, it's, it's not, I don't spend that much on it, but it's eating out. I eating think out. I really love having, like, friends and and, you know, nice bottle of wine, people laughing together. I really like that. But, we, you know, we also keep it. We rein it in a little bit. Yeah. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up is? That um, I, even when it's at its peak, if you spend it, it's no longer there. And I'm sure you see that a lot in Tinseltown. You see, yeah, because people have, when it rains, it pours. But when it's a drought, it's dry. Mm-hmm. When I donate money, I like to give to blank because? Oh, I like to give to um, charities that are about uh, equality, especially with young people and animal uh, animals in need. You have some adopted pets, right? Rescue three, pets. Three. Yeah. We have like a zoo. Three little dogs that add up to like less than 25 pounds cumulatively. But, your, um, your co-host, Maria awesome. Menounos, is like quite the rescuer as well. Like. Yes, Maria. Yeah, yeah. She has she has rescue dogs as well. I think 
think at one point she had four, and now she has three because one passed away, sadly. But yeah, together we are like Noah's Ark. <laughs> Noah's Ark on E. Okay, yeah. Ross, last but not least, I'm Ross Matthews, and I'm so money because. Oh, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, my name is Ross Matthews. I'm so money because I'm a baller on a budget. You are. You're at the dollar store. That's awesome. Yes, buddy. Next time we get to the dollar store, look around because we're going to see Salvador and me there. Is that Ross Matthews in aisle nine picking up $1 socks? <laughs> it absolutely is. Honey, you better know it is. <laughs> Ross, thank you so much for being so fun and being really um, up for this. I know that money's not um, your topic du jour, uh, but I really appreciate it. Listeners appreciate it. And congratulations on all your amazing success. Well, Wishing you much, much more. Hey, thanks, honey, for the conversation. It was great. Listen, I didn't even know what I'd get into, but I'm glad I had it. Thank you so much, Reedy. Thank you. Take care. Okay. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Ross, his website is helloross.com. He's also on Twitter at helloross. We've got all this info at somoneypodcast.com and there also the transcript. And submit your question because I like to interact with you. Every Saturday and Sunday, as you know, I dedicate this podcast to answering your questions. I call it Ask Farnoosh. Just go on to somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh, and ask away whether you've got a question about money, about work, about life. Uh, Just go to somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh, and ask away. And by the way, if you want to win a free 15-minute Skype session with me, just go on to iTunes and leave a review for this show. Every Saturday morning at the top of the show, I pick a new reviewer on iTunes to receive this 15-minute money session with me. And I've been doing this now for several months. It's a really fun way to connect with you guys and learn what what y'all are thinking about and have an ear to the ground. So I love doing this. Please leave a review if you're interested and I will hopefully connect with you. Thanks again to my guest, Ross Matthews, and to all of you for listening. Hope to see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, you know it. I hope your day is so money.